Welcome back to Unwritten Rules, an Iowa Cubs podcast. I'm Randy Wayhofer, Vice President and Assistant General Manager, and Sam Burnaby, our President and GM, is uh, joining me today. A few weeks ago, we did a, an episode uh, where Beth and I talked about know before you go and all the things in 2021 that fans needed to know about at Principal Park. And just a few weeks later, a lot of that has changed, Sam, so we figured it was time to uh, uh, to give the appropriate updates and, and maybe reflect a little bit about uh, how the first month of a strange season that's getting more normal uh, has gone. And I guess that's a good place to start. I, uh, for me, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with uh, just the way people have responded uh, to the policies. We had, a lot of people listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, and we've thrown a lot at people uh, here in a short time, uh, some by necessity, some by uh, other reasons. But uh, watching things outside the gates and inside the gates uh, appears people are paying attention and things are going pretty well, all things considered. Well, I, th- I think, Randy, the, the important part of all this is is how how the mandates have been given to us over the months and, and how our staff has uh, built the operation around what we were supposed to do. And, and I, I, none of this would be possible if we didn't have the staff to do what we have been able to do up to now. And and you are a big part of that in the coordinating all this, and you 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 deserve a lot of credit for what we're what we've been able to accomplish. And when I say we, but I mean we, the entire staff has really worked hard at at making sure that everybody's safe and the place is clean, and it's a fun place to come to, as you know our mantra is. And and certainly all of the protocols that we've had to deal with are are have been a big part of that. And and frankly, it would have been really difficult to start the season with the different things we've been dealing with, with a staff that didn't, you know, that if they were green, you know, if we, if we ended up coming out of pandemic with any new staff members, let alone all of them, um, you know, as well as anybody, we'd have had a hard time getting going. And, and so, that, you know, I think that's an important part of all of this is, is that what people don't realize is uh, how much work it took for our staff to do what they did. And, and and you hear me say all the time that I think people at times assume that we just hang the open sign in the window and pull the chain. And and there's so much more to it than, than that when it comes to operating this size of a of an operation and this size of a facility. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, the favorite question I always get to answer is, what do you do in the off season? Play cards. Yeah. and and. <laughs> And so, you know, they don't realize we have a full-time staff of 25 people, uh, which is actually a small staff in comparison to our colleagues around around AAA baseball. Uh, but we are able to do a lot with a lot of quality people, um, and 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 certainly dealing with the, the the protocols, the masks, the the buffers, the the, the work in the locker rooms that, that you had to adhere to. And then throw on top of that digital ticketing and the new security stuff at the gates and cashless. And it, I just, I can't say enough about our staff and all the things that they've been able to, to help us get over the hump with. And, 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 then, and then the fans really have uh, responded really well, I think. I, I, uh, uh, I'm not surprised, um, but it has been uh, well received by everybody. And, and some may not like exactly what we're doing. Some may have trouble with what we're doing, but they're acceptive of it because they know that's what we have to do. And and 
and so things are changing. And, and you know, I, I had to kind of reintroduce myself to everybody when I, you know, took my mask off and had them take their masks <laughs> off to make sure I would, I, the same staff people were the ones on the, on, on the payroll. So it, it's been fun to get going again. Well, uh, you know, one of the things that we were intentional about was setting what we called uh, baseline uh, standards for what we were going to do. What be conservative, know exactly what we could do, and then every time things changed, it could get better. You know that we didn't want to get caught in this position where we started somewhere, and regulations or protocols or guidance would change, and we'd have to go backwards from where we were. And and uh, I guess that seems fairly wise now because we've gotten to go better. Uh, and all the news that has changed has improved things. And you mentioned masks, and that's a good place to start. Never in my wildest dreams did I think on a Thursday morning that at 9.30 Central Time, the CDC would make an announcement changing the mask guidelines. And then two and a half hours later, Major League Baseball would send a memo saying, yeah, you guys are good, whatever local control is, and how quickly everything just was upside down. I, I anticipated that memo to say, Based on this guidance, starting on X date, you can make these changes, and that's not the way it went at all. And, and that's probably the most surprising thing, not where we are or where we're headed, but how it happened and how quickly it happened really was not at all what I expected. Well, really, at best, I was hopeful for a June 1st change for uh, everything. And as you said, that all happened a lot quicker than, than we anticipated, although I think we did it right by starting, you know, our baseline was as conservative as we uh, thought it should be. We were, but we were following the rules that we were asked to follow and we figured it could only go up from there, which is what it's done. And, and so um, uh, it, it was a surprise uh, from New York the, when we got that, that, that message that it, it changed everything quickly um, and, and certainly has improved everybody's demeanor around the uh, the ballpark, whether it's a, an employee or a, or a fan. Yeah, so with those two announcements, the mask policy uh, that had been set by Major League Baseball was that masks were required everywhere in the ballpark. So when Major League Baseball left that up to local control, we reached out to the city of Des Moines as our landlord, and uh, it was pretty clear what the state of Iowa uh, had already communicated and had been communicating what expectations were there. Uh, so we had the opportunity to no longer require masks, uh, but we're still highly recommending those for who uh, those who are not vaccinated. Uh, we've had the high V vaccination truck out and got some good response. Our staff has uh, been uh, aggressive in getting their vaccines, knowing that we wanted to have a season and a good season. So um, I've gotten a lot of really good comments on the I've been vaccinated pins that the staff has been been wearing uh, to demonstrate that we've tried to do everything we can again, not only to protect ourselves, but the fans too. And I, I think those things have worked out really well so far. It's been more comfortable without the mask than I thought it would be after wearing it for all that time. Uh, it, it, it feels good outside here at the ballpark to, uh, to know that you've taken the right steps to protect yourself and, and to be able to have that advantage back. Well, and I think, I think there will be people wear masks for a long time. That's just what they'll choose to do, and that's terrific. I, you know, I don't have any problem whatsoever with that, nor should anybody else. Uh, we certainly uh, understand and respect that right to be able to do that, and and uh, uh, there have been people all over the world wearing masks on a daily basis for their entire lives because they that's what they just do. And I think you'll find more of the 
American public doing more of that moving forward as a result of the pandemic. But certainly here in the ballpark, uh, uh, whatever we have asked people to do, they have done very willingly and, and uh, fortunately we're, we're moving beyond the, the mask mandate. And, and, and the pin is, the, I'm vaccinated pin. I'd have, you know, I, I, we should be selling them for $10 because we'd, <laughs> we'd be covering a lot of our losses in, uh, uh, from the pandemic from a year ago and not playing in, in 2020. Everybody asks about it, everybody, as if it was something we were, you know, selling in the stores. And I said, no, it's a staff thing. It's that we just want to make people aware and comfortable that, you know, because we're close proximity with everybody, we do a lot of personal conversation and greeting and talking. And, and so we want them to know that, you know, they can be comfortable to know that we've all been vaccinated. I'm Randy Wayhofer. He's Sam Burnaby. We're talking about the changes here at Principal Park uh, over the last couple of weeks and, and where we're headed. Uh, and, and part of that conversation with the city of Des Moines was to uh, remove the pod seating uh, and with Major League Baseball removing the buffer zones. Uh, and that was certainly an important goal of ours because the most challenging part, I think, for all of this was creating a system where our season ticket holders felt valued and fair and treated well when we just, through no fault of our own or no desire of our own, couldn't put them in the seats that they wanted to be in and yeah. be in their in their normal patterns. And uh, these rule, uh, rule loosenings based on the, the vaccination process um, has allowed us to circle June 8th on our calendar now and let season ticket holders know their seat is theirs again for the rest of the season. And that really is the domino that makes everything go in our operation. Well, as you well know, and again, you've heard me say many times, the, the whole cornerstone to, to how we operate starts with the season ticket base. You know, we start with season tickets, then we go to groups, then we do big groups, and then we do promotions, and that's how the, the business flows. So the cornerstone hasn't been there for the first 20 days of the season, and, and uh, uh, you know, that's really, really penalized us um, uh, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which of anything we had anything to do with. That was what we were mandated to do, and, and, and it was amazing. I was surprised at the number of season ticket holders that have not used any of the credit to buy tickets to come to games and the account, you know, the account that was set up for, for each of them by Clayton. Uh, Grandquist and you know, the ticket operations and and um, that that really I've that that's been probably the biggest thing for me is is we got to get the season ticket holders back in their seats a for them and b for us and, and uh, the operation because it's so important to have those seats be sold as season tickets and then those seats be used as season ticket holders and we haven't we got them sold but they're just not using them and and there's some. You know, I see mm -hmm. a fair number of season ticket holders uh, on a regular basis, and then, but but those that I know or that that should be using them haven't haven't had any use of them at all. And so we're really, I'm really looking forward to getting to the 8th of June, the beginning of that homestand, and getting everybody back in their uh, back in their seats. And that that'll change the numbers in the ballpark by anywhere from 1,000 to 1,500 on a night automatically, regardless of weather or whatever's happening, whatever the promotion is. We just haven't had that, and and um, you know the benefit to some that come to the ballpark that don't have season tickets is they've been able to buy, you know, really good seats yeah. behind the dugouts that they've never had access to, and I've had a lot of comments about that. Um, but, but contrary to that, and and much to their chagrin, we're we're putting our season <laughs> ticket holders back back in their seats beginning the eighth of June, and hopefully we'll never have to take them out of them again. 
coming into the ballpark is a lot like going into church. People just have this autopilot where they go sit, where they always sit, even when they're not told or assigned or uh, have something uh, right to that seat. And when you walk into church and somebody's in your spot, I know how people react to that, and I know that's how some season ticket holders have yeah. felt uh, it's more, it's, it's uh, along like, the way. It, for me, it's more like the parking spaces out in the, out in the lot. If somebody's <laughs> in my spot, wait a minute, that's my spot. You can't park there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, habit, you know, baseball players are maybe the greatest creatures of habit on the on planet Earth, uh, and baseball fans may be not too far behind them. Well, that's season uh, ticket holders at the very least, I can, <laughs> I, can, I can tell you. We're very excited about getting them back in their seats on the 8th of June. One of the other things on the 8th of June that's happening is the reopening of the left field suites. You know, you talked about all the protocols, not just in the stands, but in the clubhouses and taking care of the players and the teams and what's required uh, to make sure that games aren't missed because of outbreaks uh, amongst groups of players and and coaches. So uh, currently the left field suites have been used for overflow space of the uh, Iowa Cubs clubhouse and, and staff. Um, folks who have been here have seen the construction trailers and the fencing and things on the north end of the building to uh, provide space on the visiting side as well. So we're going to add to those spaces in order to provide some more fan amenities. And uh, that's going to be an important part of getting people back into their their normal habits too and and the availability because, quite frankly, uh, there's some dates that are unavailable at the press box level for suites yeah, already. We're, we're we're out. I mean, we're having a hard time finding dates for people that want to rent boxes on a on a nightly basis, and and uh, sadly we have to do that. Um, the locker room uh, is not uh, fully vaccinated, and it doesn't appear that they're going to be. And per the rules uh, from the commissioner's office, they have to be. I think it's an 85 percent number, and and it doesn't look like we're going to get there, and so we have to make adjustments so that. Uh, we can get back into the revenue source of our outfield suites, which was the plan all along. We did not anticipate being out of that, out of those suites, um, you know, much beyond May. And so here we are. Uh, if if the locker room was close, then we'd probably wait it out a little longer. But it, it doesn't appear that that's going to be the case, which is fine. I mean, that's their choice, and they they have every ability and right to do what they're going to do. We just have to adjust now in order to accommodate what is an extremely important revenue source for us. Um, and it'll only be 40 dates worth going forward, uh, but it'll be an important 40 dates of being able to rent 12 suites out there. Well, one of the things about the locker room is it changes, even in this year, uh, a year that we thought it was designed to change less, uh, where we've had 250 to 300 transactions in a year. We're actually trending ahead of that percentage-wise uh, because of there's a lot of injuries at the major league level and um, the Cubs particularly have had more guys on the DL early in the season than uh, we would have hoped for. So uh, trying to predict a vaccination level when you even don't even can't even predict what the names of the guys they're going to be right. uh, standing in there are uh, becomes a, a really good challenge too. And I, and I feel bad for our staff and for the players because we have not been able to have any interaction with them at all. We haven't been able to do anything for them. We haven't been able to uh, uh, interact in any capacity, nothing socially. Um, it's just, it's like that's an island that we can't go to and, and they can't come to us for anything. And we have to do everything by phone and you know, even dealing with Marty or Peavy, our manager, you know, that's from a, a distance. Uh, uh, so it's unfortunate that we have to do it that way, uh, but that's what they tell us we have to do, and so we'll continue to do it that way. But, but really, I, I, the one thing 
one of the things out of my 38 years of doing this, and I've always prided myself, is our interaction with our players and being able to make them feel comfortable here in town and things we can do for them. And we just we just can't do that right now because of the way the rules are set up. I'm Randy Wayhofer. He's Sam Burnaby. This is Unwritten Rules and Iowa Cubs podcast. Make sure you uh, subscribe and like uh, and tell your friends uh, about all the great content that we've got here talking about our uh, policy updates uh, here at Principal Park moving into the month of June as restrictions have been lifted and opportunities to make it feel like a real game day again. The energy in the ballpark and a lot of those things are starting to feel a lot more familiar and, and it's wonderful. And we've talked about things that have changed there's a few things that aren't going to change uh, that we've adapted, partly because of COVID, partly because of advancing the operation. One of those is the cashless uh, part of the ballpark. Um, and I've seen the comments on social media, and I don't think the people who are commenting on social media are coming to the ballpark uh, because we've uh, had a really good response with the reverse ATM machines. We've um, seen good responses for the way lines move with the concession stand. The new parking handhelds are, are really fast. Uh, those credit card machines are faster than someone making change uh, to get people into the lots efficiently at this point. And you know, what we're seeing here at the ballpark has been has been really positive on that front. Well, I, I, it's really something that I think we were headed toward anyway, and we've been thinking about it for quite some time. Um, in our operation, regardless of COVID, we were headed that way. I, Frankly, I was just waiting for my friend Gary Slater out at the fairgrounds or my buddy Chris Conley up at the event center to uh, bite the bullet first and, and jump in so I could see how it was going for them, and and, and I beat them to it. So um, <laughs> Now they're asking us. And, and now they're asking us. And, <laughs> How's it and, going? And, uh, and, and I think we can report uh, positively that it's been a really good, good thing for our operation. It's been a good thing for the fans. Um, and those that that need some accommodation, we've been able to find a way to accommodate them. It, it was it was great the other day and watching Jason uh, Gellis work with that one of the school groups on, you know, obviously kids that are 10, 11, 12, 13 years old are not accustomed to dealing with a debit card or a credit card, uh, but we were able to accommodate them by virtue of knowing that they were going to be ready to go with their ten dollar bills, and so we exchanged them for. Cubby bucks, which is uh, spendable just as as cash would be or as credit would be. So, uh, I, I think we've. I'm sure we're missing something somewhere. And as we go into the summer and further in, we're going to find that uh, we have other challenges that that we don't know about yet. But right now, it's really been been pretty good. And I, I don't know really how to either appease or what to say to the, the critics, uh, other than we're we're moving forward with it because it's working out pretty good. Uh, uh, you know, inside the ballpark, it is. You know, li lines are moving faster. Uh, all the efficiencies, uh, all, all the reasons that we were headed that way, um, and, and maybe got accelerated a little bit because of COVID and the coin shortage and some of the various things that are real-world, non-baseball kinds of stuff. But, uh, yeah, so far, so good. And, and really, the biggest challenge was going to be some of those kids' days uh, and, and those three days that we had. Uh, we weren't even sure we'd have some kid groups be willing to come uh, based on all the, the things. But those have gone really well, uh, and it's been nice to see their faces and, and feel their energy in the ballpark on those noon games. Uh, that uh, has been really great. Well, I think the other part of that, too, is is when the uh, a 12- or 13-year-old walks up to the reverse ATM and suddenly sticks a $10 bill in, 
and they and it spits out a credit card for them. That suddenly they've had their first credit card. You know, they've, they've looked, that's big time. That is, man, here we go. They've they've stepped into adulthood all of a sudden. <laughs> we, so. we did underestimate the cool factor. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> of the so, reverse ATM. Somehow we got to put some flashing lights or something over there by it. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, those machines and maybe they they're getting used a lot we don't need to find a way to get any more usage out of them they're getting used a lot the other thing that will remain is the new back policy and the metal detectors and that's also something that we've been talking about and looking at and trying to figure out the right way and then chicago cubs presented us with an opportunity that allowed us to acquire that equipment uh that just made it too easy uh to to, to not and <clears throat> i've actually gotten a lot of good comments about people appreciative of the fact that they can feel safer at the ballpark um, because of that yeah we uh, were we were pretty loose with it I was I was really I was probably with the detriment of that over you know leading into that I, w I did not want to get too uh, locked down if we could avoid it um, but again our partnership with baseball is different now and there are different mandates and different things that they've asked us to do uh, and this was a good opportunity the Cubs gave us a great opportunity to uh, not only step into that security realm, but also save us a bunch of money by virtue of, of the equipment that they were pro they provided us, uh, which is terrific equipment. Um, and then we uh, went into a partnership with the CSC uh, security people, and they help us monitor and manage it. And that's really been a great relationship. Um, uh, and then the, we have the security of the Des Moines Police Department on top of that, as we've always had for as long as I've been here. So. Um, it, it's a good situation across the board. Um, would I prefer it to be different? Yeah, but in the day and age we live in right now, it's important to make sure that, uh, again, going back to the mantra, safe, clean, and fun, you start with safe, and we want it to be as, the safest place you can come to. And the bag policy is an important part of that. Uh, and I think it's important to kind of talk through why that is and what that is. Um, We've created a, a, a bag policy where no bag should be bigger than an eight and a half by 11 standard piece of loose leaf copy paper. Um, that provides the opportunity to bring necessities to the ballpark. Sunscreen, uh, bottle of Tylenol for a headache, uh, lipstick, whatever uh, that you need, but you don't need a whole lot. Your wallet, your debit card, your credit card, your phone, uh, and all those kinds of things. But by having the metal detectors, if you bring in a suitcase, we're going to look in it. And if everybody brings in a big bag, now we can't get everybody into the game uh, in a timely way. The no outside food or drink policy has been longstanding and is important um, because it's another safety issue. We can't protect people from getting food poisoning if they're eating something that came from somewhere that we didn't prepare. Well, uh, and, That was and an that important was, part of uh, what I learned from you yeah. when I started this a, a few years ago, why that is. It's not just because we want to sell you the bottle of water. There's a safety thing there. Right, exactly. And, and I started with a club in 1983, and it was a policy of the club in 1983 when we did it then. And we checked bags, and we, you know, that's been just what we do in every venue and every uh, city that has either a stadium or arena has done the same thing forever and if they they weren't if they weren't doing it or they aren't doing it then um, you should keep going there if you don't if you'd <laughs> like it because it, it's just the way the world is and, and and again it doesn't have anything to do with uh, uh, the, the the revenue side of it it has everything to do with the safety side of it so uh, those are important things to remember I, you know we've seen some folks take their bags back to their car uh, uh, unfortunately, we've had a few days where we've needed some blankets and some coats, uh, so carry those in uh, <laughs> loose and, instead of uh, in a bag. Uh, you know, just 
to be aware those things are still allowed. Umbrellas are allowed. We, we're not uh, you know, changing those things. But uh, in a small bag, it's harder to bring in things from a safety perspective that don't belong in the ballpark, and it's more efficient to get the most people in as, as quickly as possible. And that is going to stay uh, going forward. That, that's, that's, that's not a COVID policy. That's a, that's a safety policy. Well, and the, pe- the family that brought the picnic basket uh, the last Sunday, on the nice Sunday we had, missed, missed the memo as well. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> not, we want you to come to the game and enjoy yourselves, but th- that, you know, you can't bring anything in. That, you know, you can't bring your meal in with you. We, you know, it's, uh, you, you can't take your meal when you go to a restaurant. They expect you to buy what they've got there. So it's, a, it is part of, part of that, that that should be, you know, you got to maintain some decorum. And, the the and, Yogi Bear family yeah, came to the... They, they had their picnic <laughs> basket and they wanted to know where they could go and, and, and well, you can't bring that in. So, look good. That's good looking sandwiches. I'm, there, though. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they didn't share. They weren't happy they didn't share. Well, uh, I, I think one of the other things, as a father of two teenage daughters, uh, there is a demographic of our society that doesn't go anywhere without their hydro flask and their and their water bottle and their Starbucks cup, and and that's probably a little bit of a, a shock to the system for that for that group too. But there's a safety thing also. We can't monitor what's inside uh, all of those things, so those should be left in the car and and left at home coming to the ballpark. Too. Well, and then we made a we might have made a mistake by allowing the the Iowa corn growers, who are great sponsors of the ball ball club, to give out bags that were bigger than the bag policy. So we we had to adjust a little on the fly, but we were happy to do that as well. I, I did instruct a few people that if they could just fold that, yeah. uh, since it was empty, fold, uh, it, that, fold it down to an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper uh, size. Uh, everybody's good, and there's nothing in it that's yeah, they're, not they're, they're pro- posing a danger to, to yeah. anyone. Uh, we're really excited uh, about getting season ticket holders back into their seats uh, here coming up for the next homestand, opening up the left field suites. Uh, look for information, more information about the Bedfred Sports Lounge out in left field. Um, we, we've made a, a few small adjustments to the menu, more drinks, a little less food. The people who have tried it so far can't possibly finish. It's not an all-you-can-eat uh, menu, but it's it is well all, it, it's all you can want uh, and then some. We've had to get it's a wheelbarrow well out to take some people out who have enjoyed it so far. It's a great deal as the weather gets better, uh, as things return to normal. After you get your shots, leave your mask at home. Uh, come out and enjoy us for a game. We are eager to see you, uh, and, and and things are getting better and better all the time. And let's stay on that trajectory. Uh, we know the rest of the world isn't out of all of this yet, uh, but this a this is a place and an outdoor venue uh, where we take pride and safety and, cl- and cleanliness and have a staff that have done the best they can to protect themselves and you. That we can we can be one step in the right direction of of feeling like summertime in Des Moines is back to what it, it used to be. Yeah, if we can encourage one thing, and that's just plan a little further ahead and coming, you know, planning a little earlier departure from your house to the ballpark, give it an extra 15 minutes. As the crowds get bigger, the security lines are going to get a little longer. Not also to mention the, the construction we've, you know, endured since the beginning of the season, which will continue through the summer on the parking lots and the entrances. Everything's just a little bit slower, so give yourself another 15, 20 minutes planning to, to come to the ballpark. He's Sam Burnaby, President and General Manager of the Iowa Cubs. I'm Randy Wayhofer, Vice President and Assistant General Manager. Justin Walters, our Technical Director. We thank you for listening to this episode of Unwritten Rules, the Iowa Cubs podcast. We'll have more great content throughout the summer. i got some uh, guests in mind that I want to reach out to and reminisce with some former players who are Still involved in, in some fun things, so we'll tease that uh, here. And, and all of our staff that contributes to the podcast is having a lot of fun doing this, and 
we're glad that uh, you've been tuning in. So uh, like, subscribe, look for the new episode every Tuesday morning at iowacubs.com and wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And until next time, uh, we'll see you at the ballpark. <laughs>